Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of Insane Ramblings, a very excited episode. Woo! I'm Ben. And this is Vicky. And, and want- we're excited, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Do I feel want- like we're in a bad ad. <laughs> Many big, things. Big Kev style? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to explain why we're excited instead of just like dancing around it? No, you can. Okay. Well, I got some origami today. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I like origami. And while I was... Uh, I bought you a McFlurry. That was also good. Yeah. Oreo flavor. Mm-hmm. I signed up to the Age subscription. I'll be subscribed to the Age for a year. There's a whole year's worth of entertainment That's right. There. right. <laughs> wow. With your McFlurry, you said that you bought one for yourself just because you didn't want to feel weird buying one just for me. Yeah. That's just like, it's a funny thing. Why? <laughs> it's like peer pressure to eat something. Else. And you weren't even there. Yeah. <laughs> I peer pressured myself. Yeah. I don't know, it would be weird bringing you a McFlurry and standing there and watching you eat it. And then you're like, ah, oh, I had the opportunity. I could have eaten one. Yeah, I know, exactly. I knew I'd get McFlurry envy. Well, you passed, when you came over, you passed me your already pre-eaten <laughs> McFlurry. I'm like, hmm, seems a little... Light. Yeah, a bit lighter and more eaten than but usual. But I was going to say, about McFlurries, yeah. I think you're tasting McFlurries pretty much shows what you are like as a person. Okay. Because mine is like, I do the M&M. So you, do you tend to stick to one thing or you, you mix it up? Uh, even that I've, alone is the personality. I've had all of the McFlurries and I even in Canada had the Coffee Crisp McFlurry, <laughs> which is not available anywhere else to my knowledge. But uh, the Oreo is definitely the best. See, that's what I mean. What you think is the best directly relates to what you are like. So if you're all over the shop, you've tried them all, you don't care, you don't know what you're going to get when you walk in. Mm. Me and you, we know. We're not, we're not that man anymore. Oh, okay, so I thought that maybe the M&M meant oh, you were no, different. Does. Okay, do you want to explain See, that? See, I, I always get M&Ms now every time. Yeah. I've decided that's the best because I'm on the go. I'm too busy. <laughs> I want my candy and my ice cream and be able to eat them too. The M&M <laughs> for the girl on the go. Yeah, pretty much. But, I'm like, I want candy, I want ice cream. I don't have time for both. What am I going to do? Do you think the Oreo is not very similar? No, the Oreo is like, I'm chill. I like my flavor to be mixed throughout the whole of the ice cream. But the M&M's are mixed throughout. No, it's not the same. It's like just some uh, candy and ice cream. They're like, they're like bigger pieces, I guess. Yeah, it's just pretty much candy and ice cream mixed together. <laughs> Whereas the Oreo man is like real chill. You're like, i got time to get through this. I want everything mixed nicely. I want to taste all the flavors at once. Did you do the M&M challenge with your McFlurry? Picking out each individual <laughs> M&M and squishing it against each other and then putting it back into the McFlurries? <laughs> I think it's even like the sort of thought pattern that's, that go along with eating them. Because when you eat... An M&M McFlurry, it's like, ice cream, M&M, ice cream, M&M, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, M&M, 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 M&M. But when you eat an Oreo one, it's like, mmm, Oreo ice cream. <laughs> it was good. Every, every mouthful is like, oh, yeah. They also had some more Oreo ice cream. They also decreased the uh, spoon size of this McFlurry. I noticed that. I was a bit distraught. And I thought that's strange. Wouldn't they want to make it like one giant spoon so you have a taste and you're like, wow, that was just one spoonful. I want another. Yeah, exactly. You'd think they want... Uh, you'd eat it quicker with the bigger spoon. But I can't tell. Your house is like when Alice gets small. Everything, everything's already giant here? Yeah, Ben has man-sized tissues. It's like you need one tissue for a week. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think uh, small families use them for camping trips. <laughs> but, uh, small families as in small in size or like little people? Like families with only three members oh, okay. <laughs> can use this as a picnic blanket. Uh, I think uh, little families and also small in size. Okay. If you have, like, one giant person, it probably wouldn't help. (laughs) So it's got to be, like, an average. So if you've got three normal-sized people, that's fine. Or you can have, like, five little people. Yeah, okay. Um, Very little, though. We'll emphasize (laughs) this. They're they're not um, 
circus tent tissues. <laughs> yes, they are. Maybe we can work our way up to those. Don't lie to we'll, the listeners. We'll combine all of our man-sized tissues into some giant quilt-like thing. We only will do that when we need to escape out the window surreptitiously. <laughs> yeah, we've been uh, secretly Rapunzeling them. <laughs> but everything in your house is huge. Like, you've got giant forks. Your forks are about the length of my forearm. <laughs> we'll take a photo of my forearm and put it on the, the internet. The fork-to-forearm so you know ratio. Yeah, well, I'll show you. It's huge. All right, we'll compare. Okay. We'll get, like, a regular fork, you know, so you can see the difference. We're all forked. But, um... Oof. The McDonald's thing. It, mm. it seems people are very set in what they order as well, not just the McFlurry Yeah, every time wise. I walk into Subway, I know what I'm going to be getting. What are you getting? Steak and cheese. Meatball sub. <laughs> but I do mix up the variations of slightly of what to get on If the people sub. were going to be stealing our identities, this is a good episode to listen to. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. I like the meatball sub and Oreo McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> Way to uh, make me sound like Mr. Black from The Simpsons. <laughs> no, you just play the tape from this. Oh, from okay. Those, those sections. I, I don't know why they have to edit in just those bits. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we did, didn't even explain why what we aimed, you know, what we set out to explain. Which is why we're excited. Yeah, I got uh, the video game Heavy Rain that came out today. I'm so excited. And it came with origami, so that was <laughs> what I was getting. How for. video game producers out there? How great an idea is that? Give your people something to do while it's, while it's installing. Yeah, well, especially this game. You have to update it and then install it and then download the new episode and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, at least they gave me something to entertain myself while it was installing. But the rest of the thing took like an hour, so <laughs> I still, it would have needed a lot more origami to fulfill that time. But at least, <laughs> yeah, it was entertaining for the... Uh, you would have been like Mr. Miyagi by the end. Yeah, well, it's like, here's your game and here's uh, 20 sheets of... Uh, origami paper you'd be nuts. too exhausted to play the game by the end you'd be like oh I just made this whole origami forest yeah. I can't even see the television they, they want you to make a thousand paper cranes before you can get to level two <laughs> um, and the reason why we're excited is because basically Ben got the game you texted me about 9.30 this morning when I was still asleep okay and um, well I was only responding to your text that you sent from me from 3am yeah when I was asleep <laughs> yeah but your phone was off surely yeah it was but yeah. I got it when I woke up so I responded okay. right away um, and I also got a text uh, after yours from JB Hi-Fi telling me the game was in, which I thought was quite nice. <laughs> I was already excited. Then it's like, oh, JB is also excited. How it's nice, nice to know but that they at, care. At the bottom of the message, it's like, do not reply in all caps. Oh, really? <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Well, you should. I wonder, like, there's a, like, vehement that you not reply. Maybe it really messes with the system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you reply, like, oh, yeah, you get there, the store is on fire. <laughs> like, someone replied. We told them not to. <laughs> People running out screaming, who is it? idiot yeah <laughs> but it wasn't very good at smesicate on their part i thought very poor could, could have just put it in brackets or like you know not necessarily caps at the end well see i had poor inboxicate the other day on facebook when you guys were talking about something completely unrelated yeah and i was annoyed so i just clicked on the first thing that came up and typed i can't find my book in capital letters <laughs> well yeah I get, I get that a lot sometimes i just respond to uh the last message I received from someone if I can't be bothered starting a new one, <laughs> even though it's you know completely unrelated topic. So I think anyway, everyone out there who is as much as a video game nerd, I mean video game, cool rad guy. Oh, <laughs> good cover. With many friends and a girlfriend like Ben, <laughs> um, should give him a round of applause right now for waiting until I got here at two o'clock. Yeah, exactly. To, to play, I sent him many threatening messages about this though. There's, 
there's only so many origami birds that you can make. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even sure it's a bird. It looked, no, it's like something. I'll have to play the game and find out what it is. I know what it is. Because I ended up running out of threat, so I just wrote threatening message. <laughs> yeah, I got several messages over the course of the last few days um, after we arranged to meet up and play this game and do a show. And uh, everyone ended in. Because you were going to start without me. Every, yeah, and then everyone ended in. I will not be your friend. I will kill you if you <laughs> if you start this game without me. <laughs> yeah, those are many threats. Um, but anyway, kudos to you for waiting for me. I've got that on the show notes. Kudos to Ben. Yeah, tick. kudos to Ben. Done. Double tick. Snaps even. Snaps for Ben. Oh, now this is an awkward time to say I already finished it. Uh, <laughs> it's a short game then. No, I really appreciate it. I think. We'll, I've been um, game. Te- I've been quite the game tease. <laughs> like, oh, I'm coming! I'm nearly there! I'm coming! Yeah, and then you got delays and well, the reason why my I was McFlurry late. was melting. <laughs> the reason why I was late is because I had another idea for what we should have in this country. Okay. And that took time. No. You just like had to pull over to by pull the over side of the road to formulate this idea. Was it you that told me such a great joke? I had to pull over to laugh. Yes. <laughs> it almost caught us an accident. It was, um, should I tell this story? Yeah, go on. We were, I can't remember it. We were on um, year 11 uh, central, no, year 9 camp, sorry. Year 9 camp, which and, was to the Grampians. Yeah, and which, if you don't know, it's basically a whole bunch of mountains and you go Kind of like the Australian Rockies without the snow. There you go. <laughs> and uh, the year level was split up into a couple of groups and uh, I happened to be in a group with a bunch of our friends and uh, they were sharing a tent and... Um, me and my other tent partner were pretty close to them. And you could all uh, hear each other from each other's tents. And so just before this, we were... Uh, do you just remember the story now? <laughs> yeah. We were telling um, stories about, about the, uh, around the campfire. Not about the campfire. <laughs> that would be boring. <laughs> like, remember that last campfire we built? What a day. <laughs> remember that time we built a campfire so hot it turned blue? <laughs> those were the days. Well, yeah, we were hanging around the campfire telling those riddles like... Uh, <laughs> brain, brain teaser kind of things. Like there's a man, uh, you know, sitting in a puddle of water and he's got a rope around his uh, neck, like how do you die, die yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, so that, some of my friends, they went back to their tent and we all went just before bed and they started making up their own brain teasers. <laughs> and so there's always that old joke where it's uh, two men walk into a bar or whatever and it goes from there. And so <laughs> my friend, he... That's telling that joke, but then like turns into a brain teaser. <laughs> and so it's like two men walk into a bar, one of their heads starts bleeding. Why? <laughs> and then they uh, pause. And then my other friend who was in the tent with him is just like, because uh, it was a real bar. And he gets it instantly. It's like, this is so stupid. He's like, yep. <laughs> and so then it kind of just escalated from there and they were uh, spraying he- uh, what's it called deodorant in the tent and they sprayed so much that they couldn't breathe and they were coughing and because it's confined to the tent they were just like dying and laughing and telling these horrible jokes and brain teasers and then everyone in the campsite kind of caught on and so we were listening from our tent and laughing at them but they didn't know we were laughing at them and then a couple of other people who were, you know, pretty close to them also started listening and laughing. And by the end, the whole campsite was just listening to these <laughs> the two. stupid conversation. Yeah, who just happened to be strategically positioned right in the middle of every single person. And strategically saying stupid things. Yeah, and so I told Vicky this story in the car and she was pissed off. No, you herself. just said you should hear Steve's riddle. Uh, yeah. A man walked into a bar and his head was bleeding. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so anyway, what I, was should, what I wanted to say about coming up with today yeah. was another reason why I was like was related to the car, and it wasn't because I had to stop to have a think, as you like to say. All right. Um, it's because I had to... Um, there were some lights on flash at the end of the freeway. Yeah. Um, where the um, Tickleson's Road exit. Oh, <laughs> have you been there? I was there today and I was like, oh. You can't get out of the head. No, should we explain this? Yeah, you well? might it's have to. It's a bad joke episode. Yeah, exactly. We have this friend who um, was dating a girl at the time and I wasn't actually there, but you guys were all getting a lift home with our other friend, Lauren, who's lovely. And so... Um, that implies that our other friends aren't lovely. <laughs> Just Lauren is lovely. lovely. She's the only one that gets the alliteration, to be fair. Fair enough. Um, so he was tickling his girlfriend and like... Lucy Lawless, also lovely. <laughs> no, she's lawless. She's got lawless already. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Lucy Lawless is also tickling her. Maybe she was. I'm not aware. So um, this guy was tickling his girlfriend and then everything he had to say was to do with... Um, everything he had to say was to do with tickling. Yeah. And it, we, everyone was super drunk and it was late at night and they were all just driving us home. And so anyway, the exit we have to get off to come to our houses out here is called Thompson's Road. And Brendan was like, so Lauren, don't forget to turn off at Tickleson's Road. And I was like... We just kind of looked at him and then he just acknowledged how bad this joke was. <laughs> but yeah, I was just trying to go with the Thompson... Uh, see what I did there? No. Yeah. And so I told Vicky the story and... Uh, because every time I drive past Thompson's Road, the turn off now, I think of Tickleson's Road. <laughs> no, I do too. It's and like I've, a bad joke. I've ruined it for her as well. So now all you listeners can feel our pain. Because you see it about, I see it probably every day. I see Tickleson's Road. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, that was such a stupid joke. You're such an idiot. <laughs> and now you're going to give people directions by that as well. I know. If you know this guy as well, you're like, damn it. <laughs> I mean, if someone's like, oh, what turn off do I take you? Just go past Tickleson's and make Thompson's. Oh. <laughs> It's just one of those things that creeps into your thoughts and you're like, no, get out. <laughs> There's no way out. I could so, know math with that space. <laughs> so the, um, the lights are on flash anyway yeah. uh, at this four-way intersection where everyone can turn right and there's people dancing in the middle and there's crocodiles and moats and it's just pretty much that dangerous. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to go to the police station because I was like, well, this isn't an emergency. Um, so I can't really call triple zero, but I wish they would advertise a second police number where it's, it's the, like... It's like 001 or something No, I was going to gonna say, like, I imagine the ad to be like, call triple O if you have a real emergency. But if there's something we need to know, but not urgently, try triple three. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to get our hopes up, it should just be uh, the more... Yeah, like, I like your thing, like, triple three is for medium-based, and yeah. the triple nine is, like... If you want to wake, wait a week and something hasn't been fixed. Yeah, that's right. Like possibly like, you know, you think you might have a stalker because you've seen this guy twice. It's like triple nine. Yeah. And you head towards triple zero. Triple zero is like emergency. Yeah, the lower the number, the more serious the crime. That's right. Like triple nine, you've heard a noise outside your window. Yeah. Triple three, lights are on for flash. Or like I got a, a weird uh, text message from you and Natasha the other night saying that there was a scary cat in the area. <laughs> that's probably a triple nine. There was a scary cat in the area. The only thing is, we didn't think to just text it because my text messages were coming out that night as gibberish. I won't say why. You can think of your own reasons. So we wrote it on my stomach and Pixar messaged a scared-faced Natasha and my stomach to Ben so I understood what was going on and that we should be afraid. <laughs> Weirdly, the uh, writing on your stomach came out in gibberish as well. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Weirdly, you didn't have pants on in the message. That was strange. How did... Uh... How did what? <laughs> you took a photo and sent it to me. Yeah. No, no come out on that one. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, so you went to the police station. Is that all? 
Yeah, I had to go to the police station to tell them that the lights are on flash. But had there been a triple three system in place, you would have saved everyone time. You did your civilian duties. Because I never know what to do in a mild emergency. Yeah. What do you do? I know we should set up a hotline. We should, like the mild emergency hotline. Well, there should be just like an email address. <laughs> <laughs> you can just text or send a message. But I feel like our ads will be so much less interesting than the triple O. They could be like, whoa, people are having heart attacks. We're crashing. We're, <laughs> we're having fires. We'd be like... The lights are on flash. <laughs> Walk under a, a ladder today. A tree. Yeah, yeah. How's it be so mild? Embarrassing. <laughs> what can we do to get sensationalist? Um, Stub your toe. <laughs> Go do- dial triple three. <laughs> We're there for you. Also, uh, recently we've been doing some filming for another Insane Ramblings in Color episode. Yes, we've nearly finished. Yeah, we just got to do a little bit more, but it should be out hopefully pretty soon. Within the next week, I hope. Yeah. Speaking of the police, I found a pretty good website this week. Um, it's called pleaserobme.com. Oh, yes. Um, basically, the idea behind pleaserobme.com is that people post things on their Facebook or Twitter that let them know they're not at home. So to expose like the holes that people's social media is leaving in their security, pleaserobme.com will post their status on pleaserobme.com. So you can go there and see, like, <laughs> Ben Moore's status is, Ben Moore has gone to Queensland for two weeks. And you're like, Ben Moore? <laughs> I know he lives right near Tickleson's Road. I could definitely rob him. See, that's why when I post my statuses like that, I write, Ben Moore has gone to Queensland for two weeks and he has been replaced with a killer shark. <laughs> <laughs> see, when I go away for two weeks, I say, Vicky Smith is not leaving the house at all and her hands have been transformed into lava. Ah. <laughs> One of those, uh, you know, lava, magma men, if you will. <laughs> mag women. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't mean to uh, be lavaist. We're magma people. Magma people. <laughs> Tastes like lava. Talk like people. <laughs> I have something else to show you that looks pretty good. Uh, uh, have you ever been to LA, Los Angeles? I have been to the airport. Have you been to a, um, to a burlesque club called Bordello? Uh, unless I was in the airport and it was so awesome that I blanked it out. No. <laughs> Have you ever been to a bordello? Not that I can recall, actually. But okay. again, the awesomeness thing may so happen. You, you've been to LA, haven't been to the club bordello, haven't been to a, a bordello. I don't think so. So we're a third of the way there. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure you haven't seen this. Um, at this club in bordello, they did some Star Wars burlesque show, including... A girl stripping down from a stormtrooper costume. A girl stripping down a three C three PO. That's really. And disturbing. a girl stripping down from Jabba the Hutt. That's like the worst thing I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the Jabba the Hutt costume basically involves her dressed up inside a shiny slug-like skin with lots of lumps and her head poking out the top. It's like if you've seen that um, Mrs. Krabappel on The Simpsons doing Fever, where she occasionally pops a balloon. Uh, it's kind of like that. We'll post the link and some photos on the uh, episode section of the website, and you can check all this out. But apart from this uh, layer thing, everything else is just like so wrong. Someone's stripping as Java the Hutt. Yeah, it's not like one of those ones you're like, dude, I didn't know how to say this, but this has always been my fantasy. I know, that's why I was like, what were they sitting around? They're like, we're running out of things to do. What do people not usually find sexy that we can work on? Fish? No, fish smell. And you also got, you got mermaids, really. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. Bingo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess... She also looks very tall, so I don't know if that's um, like a midget standing on someone else's shoulders or whatever. Yeah, maybe. But maybe that's part of the mystery. It's the uh, allure of... I think why the whole thing is a mystery. <laughs> the allure of why? Yeah, of why. <laughs> <laughs> the allure of why. 
<laughs> There's so many things with the allure of why, really, isn't there? But also, like, with C-3TO, I guess it was a robot, so it didn't really have a gender, but if it did, I would say it was male. Male. So it's just even more disturbing that it's, like, a female C-3PO strip show thing. I don't know. I think even, like, Star Wars nerds would probably be a little freaked out by this. I don't know. I can see the Stormtrooper. That's, that's Stormtrooper. like the one that kind of works and the Princess Leia thing, And C-3PO is not terrible, but Jabba the Hutt, really. That's, yeah. I mean, Jabba the Hutt A is already naked. That's true. And they it, don't the mystery is already gone. More naked. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Maybe if they're going to put clothes on, then it's like, oh, yeah. This is what Jabba the Hutt would have looked like with clothes on. But who saw Jabba the Hutt and thought, I want to see less? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh Joyce Lucas organized this or something. I bet there's someone out there that's had like a crazy sex dream about Jabba the Hutt. He's got a massive mouth. <laughs> well, one And he's all more. slug. He's like a giant tongue. Yeah, maybe there's a lot of slugs in the audience. Or maybe. other huts. <laughs> your dog, I found your dog outside today. Yoda. If I, if I found, Star Wars. you mean saw. <laughs> I saw your dog outside today. He journeyed beyond the walls of the house. I can't confine him anymore. <laughs> it was crazy, though. He didn't even make a break for it. Well, he was well, just standing on the road like, yeah, I'm just going to out here take a pee. Do you expect that as soon as we open the gates, he's like running wild? Yeah. He, free like, in the outside world. We've, we've trained him to fear the outside. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling that nothing good lies beyond the castle walls. Yeah, exactly. Plus there's food here and, you know, sometimes affection. See, I imagined your dog kind of like Ariel of Under the Sea. That he, he wishes he could be part of that world. We tried to turn him into a person, but it turned out very messy. Like... What, what's a schmacko and what is it? What's that word again? Tastes so good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, does, do you have any pets that suddenly run off as soon as you let them free? All of my pets. Really? I train them like that. That's right. I'm like, dude, we're in this together. If one of us gets free, it's every man for themselves. <laughs> Your house is the jail instead of the uh, outside, you know, instead of uh, their kennel, Yes, because teaching animals to fear the outside world is equally as healthy. <laughs> Well, they just picked it up from me, I guess. Like, everything good I've got here. The internet can deliver me uh, video games and Pizza Hut delivers. And some kind of love in the form of pictures of Star Wars strippers. There you go. What more do you need? <laughs> nothing, man. Nothing. <laughs> also, in the past episode, we uh, mentioned your perfect man. My perfect man? Yeah. Which, Who um, was it? Uh, an amalgamation of many men. Oh, so you're, you're, you're regular every man. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But um, when you found out Hamish Blake was single, then... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know how you've gotten anything done. I was at done. a pub last night with Andy. Andy Lee. Mm. What was he done? Drinking? He was at a pub. What do you think he was but doing? I, I know. We, I assumed you were stalking him for our radio content. <laughs> no. I don't know what he was doing. But he was there and you saw him? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, well, maybe... Because I didn't know today that it was him. I saw him and I was like, oh, there's a guy that looks like Andy Lee. Yeah. And then today Natasha was like, hey, did you know Andy Lee was there last night? <laughs> oh, okay. Where were you? I'm at the Hawthorne. Oh, well, there the you Hawthorne. go. And, um, I'm not a celebrity botherer anyway. Are you a celebrity botherer? If you see one, are you like, yo, it's you? No, I've, I don't really. I did it once to Robert Harvey. Who's that? Oh, I'm yeah. A that... football player. Uh, okay. Yeah, the races. You I were think, there, weren't you? No. no. I was thinking of Peter Harvey or something. <laughs> <laughs> the current affairs guy. Yeah. Woo, Peter! I loved your piece on the effect of methamphetamine on the younger community. No. <laughs> I uh, love you. Maybe if I had, like, coincidentally was carrying around something of theirs that I could get them to sign or something. <laughs> or if it was, like, someone that I was, like, a massive fan of. Like, I saw um, 
Jeffrey Rush for some reason was at cool. uni, just like oh, yeah, walking so through. Jeffrey Rush was at my um at a concert where I sang. Just to see you. Duh. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Why else would he come? But like I don't know other than um like I saw I got a photo with like Joss Whedon and stuff, but that was yeah, at the screening like, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's like expecting that otherwise. But if, I think it's the Australian way. Like if you see a celebrity in the street, I think it's the Australian way to pretend you haven't. But I think that's like a lot of people's ways, like just pretend we're too cool for them. Yeah, that's right. We're going to take some of our own back. Yeah, if uh, they know they're better than us, but if uh, we act like we're better than them, maybe we can pretend like we're equals. I think that we just got into the mind of the cat, <laughs> except we're replaced for celebrity with two-leggy, well, <laughs> damn two-leggies. In uh, Year 9 again, we were studying, um, looking for Ala Brandy, mm. and uh, we were on the train on the way home because we had uh, school in the city for that year. And yes, we did. We thought we saw Pia Miranda, who's like the main star of that movie. In Looking for Ella Brandy, whoa! Yeah, we thought we saw her on the train, and she was sitting like across from us. But it would be really awkward if it wasn't her, <laughs> and we just couldn't tell. And so we were kind of like looking at her, and we're like, maybe we've just got Looking for Ella Brandy on the brain because <laughs> that's why we're seeing her everywhere. But um, it's like, why would she be taking a train? We're like, oh, but she is Australian. <laughs> we've got a shared delusion brought yeah. on by studying. So I don't want to. Um, go out and like ask for an autograph or like say hi or whatever and then they'll be like I'm not that person <laughs> so I don't know there's also that kind of thinking as well I'd just like to point out that on your show notes I have the simple sentence written your mum but I do have a story related to it oh okay I thought that might um, be a comeback in case <laughs> I say anything like, quick quick, quick my quick, comeback section uh, your mum is there also a that's what she said on there <laughs> Uh, do you want to uh, mention my mom? Uh, I asked your mom earlier whether she knew when you were born yeah. that you were destined for great things, and she said, no, no. <laughs> uh, don't sound too enthusiastic, mom. <laughs> that was hilarious. But, um, she said that was uh, their family motto was don't get too, uh, what was it? Don't get, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. It was the family motto. I imagined it on the back of the toilet door. Yeah, or like above their... Uh, you know, entranceway or something when you walk into <laughs> yeah. the house. Yeah, that's a nice, like, needle point. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, tapestry. Instead of home sweet home, <laughs> don't get your hopes up. Uh, as soon as you turn 18, you're out. <laughs> that's the other one. But, um, yeah, before we got sidetracked, I still have to show you this picture. Of oh, that's man. right, of my perfect man. Yeah. So, my uh, perfect man. Just people who you've mentioned that you're, uh, you find attractive mm -hmm. on the show. So we've combined... Herman Rorschach's hair, <laughs> Marcus Mumford's uh, eyes and eyebrows from Mumford and Son, Hamish Blake's beard. Why his beard? I've never mentioned any particular... No, but I tried to combine all these people and there was running did out of body parts. Did you do a statistical parts. analysis of whereabouts in the body the sense of humor lives? Uh, I did, and it wasn't in the beard, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> so shame. He's not going to be that funny. It was actually the clavicle, so... <laughs> well, actually, I found out that um, Dr. Carl's mouth is actually quite hilarious, and you've got that in there, too. Nice. And uh, John Saffron's ears and just, like, basic face. There's also part of John Saffron's glasses, which I couldn't be bothered editing out. <laughs> okay, let's see. Yeah, yeah I'll let's find this, this picture. Um. <laughs> That's terrifying. If by terrifying, you mean very attractive. <laughs> we'll put this picture up on the uh, gallery. For anyone who's who this the basic it. body and face? John Saffron. It is John Saffron. <laughs> it kind of, just like on uh, later viewing, it kind of looks like a... Uh, weird version of um david lynch 
Oh my gosh, it does. So maybe David Lynch and Rorschach have the same hair. Hair, yeah. <laughs> he also looks like the advanced hair. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, the part of that was because the Rorschach picture was in black and white. And so I had to kind of like... <laughs> Give it some sort Yeah, of I, I made it a little brown, but it doesn't quite work perfectly. <laughs> I love his mouth. Yeah, that's really Dr. Sexy. Carl's mouth. It's probably his best feature, so I thought you'd like that. That's so funny. But yeah, with Hamish Blake's beard, I ran out of uh, features to include. So I'm like, what can I do? <laughs> oh, beard will do. I haven't added a beard. But his uh, his jawline and John Safran's jawline match up quite well. Yeah, I was going to say, they, it looks like it's John Safran's jawline. Yeah. This guy's a big face, really. His <laughs> eyes are a bit off center, which is scary. <laughs> do you think that's any better than when John Safran was uh, dressed up as the elephant man? I think that's better. I think if, had, if we did like. A really good job, or we spent ages doing it. Yeah, I might remind people I spent about 20 minutes doing this. I wasn't going all out. No, if he had like an even skin tone, maybe. Yeah, his eyes look like he's uh, falling asleep in the sun. Yeah, you got like goggle suntan. Definitely got goggle suntan. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy whose eyes they are is like an English dude. Yeah, he he was a lot paler than (laughs) Saffron, I guess. Yeah. That's hilarious. I that, love it. Is it Love at First Sight? Yeah. <laughs> new new wallpaper, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to make that into my home sweet home embroidery. That's terrifying. <laughs> Let's get that off the screen and get rid of these uh, freak youth stripper uh, Jabba the Huts. <laughs> There's too much weirdness going on in this computer today. I saw another cool website, actually, and yeah. I've got a question for you related to that. Go on. Go on. Um, there's a website chat roulette oh yeah i've been hearing a lot about so this so basically you log on and if you have a webcam you log on and and microphone person, as well yeah webcam and microphone and another person logs on that also has a webcam and a microphone and the website automatically connects you to just another random and you two chat yep. via webcam i imagine there's a lot of awkwardness like hello hi <laughs> or what's your name like <laughs> where's this chat gonna go you know well, I was going to say, what else do you wish was roulette in life? Oh, not um, Russian roulette, I hope. No. Because chat Russian roulette would, uh, I don't know, be a bit messy. Because I quite like the idea of, not like, not like death roulette, but like roulette in other areas of life where you, there's like, even when you get disappointed, like the disappointment feels good. You're like, oh, this is so shit, but I have to have it. This is awesome. What do you mean like disappointment roulette? Like one in, you just have like one who have, one person is going to get disappointed or something. <laughs> no, but like. If you had, like, groceries roulette, yeah. like, one person would get, like, they have to eat Cocoa Pops for the whole day, but then one person would get, you have to eat raw sardines for it, the whole day. It would make shopping very inefficient. <laughs> I like the shopping roulette. So, what, you, well, there's a website that you can um, put $10 down, I think it's more, like, $18 Australian, mm-hmm. and they just send you something. That's awesome. So, that's kind of like your grocery roulette. I quite like the grocery roulette. And I, I like the idea of, like, TV show roulette. So, like... That's called turning on the TV. <laughs> no, it isn't. When you don't know the schedule. <laughs> I'm so cavalier. I'm going to switch it on. I don't even care. Whoa. Don't pass me that green guide. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome, like, though, if one person was like, yes, I got Seinfeld for the day. And someone else is like, 7.30 report repeats. Well, it's, it's kind of like... <laughs> 2001. It's, it's not even relevant. It's like when you're on an airplane. Yeah, that's like you have no control over what time, and then it's just depending on what flight that you're going to catch is what movie that you're going to see. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. Well, they've got more channels, but it's still uh, often yeah. the case. Yeah. So, um, like, I remember seeing the same episode of Everyone Loves Raymond on like three different <laughs> three different plane flights, and 
like I barely watched that show, but it happened to be an episode, like one of the very few episodes I've already seen. And so it's just like, that's TV roulette, that's torture. Yeah, it's, it's like we used to, in China, with the, uh, like, what do they call them? Lazy Susans, I think, in English? Yeah. Yeah. We played Who Dares Spins. Okay. So you'd spin it and they'd be like, like yes, I got sweet and sour tofu. Oh, uh, with the food. Kind yeah, of like thing. whatever landed, like you'd do a spin. So like on a, a dim, uh, what's it called, a yum cha kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So you'd spin it. And everyone on the table was all playing at once. Yeah. So there was always something that was less than desirable on the table. So you'd spin it. And so you'd get in front of you like, yes, yeah, sweet and sour tofu. And someone else would look down and see chicken feet in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, then turned that game into a survivor challenge. <laughs> really? Well, they've got those eating challenges. Oh. And um, occasionally they do it where you have to spin a wheel and see what it lands on. And then you have to eat it. I liked Who Dares Spins. Yeah. It's fun. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe like... Uh, roulette. Friend roulette, relationship roulette. Oh, that, that's very similar to chat roulette. Yeah, that's true. But you have to, you don't have you to, have to date, date the person. <laughs> that's called an arranged marriage, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the maybe Russian roulette. No, not Russian roulette. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it could be Russian roulette yeah. if it's maybe like. A, I think we should do Russian relationship roulette. Like you just have to break up if you happen to get that. <laughs> oh, I thought that you meant um, that if you break up, you die or something. No, it's just like. <laughs> One person gets like, have loads of sex tonight, and then someone else gets... Oh, you're dumped. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it could be... Um, I don't know, or like have massive fight over something tiny that happened six months ago. You're like, oh, well, <laughs> why couldn't I just get break up? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, eventually it's just going to skip that uh, step anyway. <laughs> Maybe uh, roulette inoculations. Roulette inoculations. Yeah, like we're going to China, you need three injections. Let's see which ones. <laughs> So you go over there and you're like, well, I'm inoculated against the flu. <laughs> yeah. and do you have malaria over here? No. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> but we do have typhoid. Oh, no. Uh, did I get that? No. Let's go play again. <laughs> also, we've got uh, another segment of people type which into Google. Didn't. Today's phrase, I guess you would call it, how to deal with sexual tension in the workplace. That's how someone found us, yeah. Googling that. Yeah. I don't know who these people are or why they're typing this or why it leads to us, but I'm always secretly well, excited. Our workplace. Well, there you go. Just found out. You're secretly excited in our workplace. So that's how they got there. <laughs> what, so how do we deal with the sexual tension between us? In our workplace. We play video games and make podcasts. <laughs> so, this is basically what me and Ben do to stop us from going each other. We just fill in all of our time together. Maybe there'll be a lot of podcasts springing up this week. <laughs> This is so awkward. I wish this section never happened. Or do you have any advice for people with sexual tension in the workplace? They're obviously coming to us for a reason. Change jobs. <laughs> or hook up with them. Yeah, why not? I don't know. What's your advice for people with sexual tension in the workplace? Um, depends how attractive they are. <laughs> obviously, if you're going to get fired, go for it. And if you're not going to get fired, go for it. I say say lots of like sexually inappropriate things to the person you know likes you. Or lead them on yeah, until... sexy flanders. <laughs> <laughs> lead them on until they come on to you. And then when they do, you file a sexual harassment suit and then get them fired and then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fair. Yeah, okay. Good. I'm glad that you brought up that topic just as I spilt water all over my white t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the wet t-shirt episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Should this be a very arousing episode? Yeah, <laughs> I think we've already had that, actually. Oh, uh, we probably Scarily. do. Scarily. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing us. Um, you also forgot to mention last episode that you made a 20-second speech at Natasha's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> that's right, I forgot that. 
Um, so Natasha approached me. We all went out for dinner for Natasha's birthday, and she went to me. It's her 22nd birthday. Yeah. And she came up to me, and she said, um, would you mind just making a 20-second speech for me? And I said, sure. So I made a pretty short speech, exactly 20 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, was that short enough? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, well, I thought I might have gone a bit over. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I thought you wanted me to make a 20-second speech. And she's like, no, you idiot, my 22nd <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Why did you do such a short speech? <laughs> Didn't you think it was a bit weird when uh, she asked you for a 20-second speech? No, I just thought she wanted me to be really succinct. <laughs> but I think it's pretty much like me and Natasha met and we went to Sydney together and now she's dating my best friend, the end. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty much it. Maybe she's just like, we're in a uh, public place, you can keep it snappy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know it was probably the best 20-second speech that I've heard. It was. Thanks, man. It's it summed up uh, some things in twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were also talking about um, just after the last show we did that it's like a weird concept when you have to say goodbye to someone forever. Oh yeah. Because I saw these uh, kids at a train station, and uh, it looked like they just met recently or something, but um, we're having a good time and hanging out. And then they were never going to see each other again. They're like, oh, you do not want to say goodbye? I'm never going to see you again. No, I don't know. <laughs> but like, they were obviously close, but not close enough to you know, catch up or whatever. It's just you know, one of those things that happens to for together, a yeah. day or whatever. But um, it's, it always is like a weird situation when you have to say... Uh, have a nice life? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to see you again, but it was fun. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you do in those situations? Usually go with the have a nice life. Yeah, yeah, that's the go-to line. Yeah, You're like oh, ha, 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 you two, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I know I had a story to tell about this, but I forgot it since then, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, someone left my life, and I didn't much care. Yeah, they weren't very memorable. No. <laughs> I was also we watched the movie Blindness, me and Natasha recently, and uh, it was a good movie, but it was. You have to be in the right mood for it. It was one of those kind of... Uh, it was very full-on, I guess. Mm -hmm. It was like about a large portion of the population going See, blind. See, I think we should have ratings on films like that. Yeah, well, this is what I'm getting at. Oh, wow, really? Maybe. I think it's probably because I already told you this, and then you're like, yes, Ben, that is a good idea. I'll oh, claim really? it as my own. Oh, sorry. <laughs> really? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I was thinking that um, they should I have... I think we've talked about this already, have we? Briefly. Oh. That um, it's, it's things like you know, violence and sex don't really bother me, but when it's like majorly going to bum <laughs> you out, that should become a rating. That it's like super depressing on the box or something. Yeah, like they've that. just hid that in the um, term adult themes. Yeah, exactly. I love it when, when a film gets like a high rating and the only rate, like warning is themes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. They just say themes and not adult themes. No, just themes or strong themes. Uh, like, I yeah, hate it when a movie themes. has weak themes. <laughs> what is this movie even about? I have no idea. Yeah, it's just like um, there's a lot of metaphorics in the background and symbolism. Yeah, and... Oh, that's definitely M stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, are you in for the uh, totally depressing label? Yeah, I think there should be lots of others as well. Yeah, like, I don't know, something like Shawshank Redemption or something. It's like, no, that's uplifting. Is it? Yeah. What am I thinking of? What's that other one? That, I don't know, any Holocaust movie and stuff like that. <laughs> like Dr. Zhivago or like, um, oh, you're thinking of, um, oh, what's it called? That Liam Neeson one. Probably. Oh, I haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption, if that so makes sense. <laughs> oh, what is it called? Oh, 
Shin- Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's List. It needs yeah. to be like in the depressing category. Well, yeah, but I don't think anybody went in thinking they were going to a rom-com. No, but like <laughs> Natasha brought over this movie for um, it's kind of like you know just a relaxing evening kind of thing. And from the cover, it looks potentially like a horror movie or something. Oh. And there's you know too much uh, potential confusion that you think you're going for a, like a light-hearted B-horror and then come out being like all serious and bummed out. <laughs> no, I think we should have like ratings for each kind. Like, you know how you've got your P, your, P, your G? That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Your thing. Okay. Um, so like you've got like D for depressing. <laughs> <laughs> like BC for like bad comedy. <laughs> yeah, if it's like um, a really terrible movie, uh, it just gets like S for shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Do you want to hear this week's Craig segment? Okay. Nah, I'm going to tune out. (laughs) All right, well, you can tune out and I'll just fade your mic down. (laughs) I don't tune out very loudly. It's not really necessary. Okay, good to know. (laughs) Uh, The title is uh, 1500 Live Ladybugs Accidentally Bought While Drunk. Feels bad. (laughs) So after consuming pot brownies and getting a little too drunk on Thanksgiving... A friend and I decided to buy 1,500 live ladybugs from Amazon, which was a great idea Wait, until they came in the mail. That? Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, since when does Amazon sell, sell live, live ladybugs? ladybugs? Yeah. What do they come as like a special gift for the very hungry caterpillar? That's well, I, possibly. I have no idea. <laughs> why? Like, why are people buying live ladybugs? I do like the idea of just getting wasted and being like, "Yeah, dude, live ladybugs. Let's get <laughs> thousand. No, no, no." 1500. No, see, I didn't imagine that they were like, yeah, live ladybugs. I thought they imagined, like, mm, we're just trying to swat a fly and <laughs> They imagined, like, the world could be a utopia <laughs> with just... beautiful flowers and ladybugs <laughs> everywhere. They imagined, like, opening the box and rainbows and ladybugs yeah, are flying everywhere. Right. And, like, a beautiful forest. And they land on you and the world is great. <laughs> yeah, just uh, an angel's choir starts singing in the <laughs> <Yeah>. background. Um, <laughs> Now they're sitting on my windowsill, and I have nothing to do with them. If I set them free, they'll die in the weather. If I leave them on my windowsill, they'll die. So if you have a greenhouse or some kind of animals to feed them to, it'd be awesome. I don't want to ruin 1,500 lives. Email me and tell me what you're going to do with them. And if you can come pick them up, they're yours. So he like says he doesn't want to ruin the lives, but he also is thinking doesn't about... Doesn't mind feeding yeah. them something. So as long as they're going to a good cause, if you've That's got... Right. This was from like a few months ago, so I don't know what happened to the ladybugs. We need a follow-up story. Yeah. Because I suspect it's probably too late to claim said I'll do a follow-up Ranger Vicky. Okay. Do you have a Ranger Vicky for this week? I do. Um, this week is about the pistol shrimp. Oh, the pistol shrimp. You know the pistol shrimp. Well, actually. I keep hearing about it, and you're always like, go on YouTube, check out the pistol shrimp. Should but I, I, I always get bored and forget. Oh, thanks. Well, not bored, but I get sidetracked. Um, so basically the pistol shrimp can shoot bubbles um, at momentarily, which are momentarily the heat of the sun, and pretty much act like a gun. So it cocks its like little claws, goes with its claws, and then goes, shoots out <laughs> bubbles from each of them. Does it make sound effects like that? Is that- uh, well, the documentary does. Um, and it shoots a bubble at its prey, and... Then the prey basically is stunned, and then it can drag it under a rock. But we'll link to the video from um, the episode yeah. Definitely page. go watch it. This is like it's pretty hard to explain, so it's not a very good. I'll check it. I'll check it out after the show. But watching it is like amazing. So we'll link to the to the uh, to the video, and you should definitely watch it. You can tell we're rushing through this show because we want to get to heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you also brought up the concept of hand. 
Oh, yeah, hand. Explain hand to me. Well, I thought that you were going to explain it. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, I think the concept of hand is stupid. Oh, okay. Because, like, I hate it when guys, like, they think they've got all the hand over you because they're like, oh, she likes me so much. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to like you forever because you're obviously a douchebag who believes in hand. I don't think that's the truth. Well, I'll start off like hand, it came from Seinfeld. Mm. And it's like, who's got the upper hand in the relationship? Do you not think that someone's always got the upper hand? No, or I like, think that's so strange. Not, not like, not always, but in, a, like, there's, relationships aren't always equal either. No, but mostly, I don't think that anyone had hand when me and Alex were together. Maybe he had the upper hand and, and that's I why. Know, or maybe I had yeah, it. Yeah, you were, you were so secure in your hand that you didn't realize. You didn't even realize there was hand. Yeah. And I just think it's stupid, like, when a guy knows you like him and he's like, hey, hey, she, I, she know, I know that she likes me, I'm going to, like... You know, just do whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to like you forever. I'm not like... But that's before you get into a relationship, you're saying. Yeah. That's different. No. I think hand doesn't exist as much in relationships. It's the whole point. Why would people get into relationships if the whole hand continued for the rest of their lives? That's exhausting. Well, I don't think... People like, would just get pets. I don't think they know. Like, maybe, you know, that's why when they get married or something, they're like, yes, we've got equal hand. Oh. But... Uh, you know, up until like you've been in the relationship for a little while, then you don't know. Well, I don't like the pre the pre relationship hand. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. It's like I can get over you, you know, <laughs> and then you still won't have me, you fool. This is what I wanted to mention as well. Whenever in the history of your life has someone saying, "Oh well, it's their loss," made you feel better? That's true. Never. Uh, like <laughs> you're still usually. Uh, Disappointed, yeah. Because <laughs> today I got um, a rejection letter about a play that I wrote, um, basically saying that this particular theatre company wasn't planning on staging it. Okay. Um, as part of a ten-minute, there's ten ten-minute plays. <laughs> Not only did you rejected, we're cancelling the whole show. Yeah, everything was so bad. No, they're still having the show, just not my play is going to be in it. And so Dad was like, "Oh well, it's their loss." And I was like. Still feels like mine. <laughs> it is know. a loss. <laughs> yeah. Someone was a loser in this situation. <laughs> I'm not sure it was them. Or like there's plenty of other fish in the sea. Yeah. It's, it's probably like... Where have these consoling phrases come from? Who heard it and thought, you're right, I feel so much better. I'm going to spread that around <laughs> Thanks, the world. Man. <laughs> I thought I had to date this one girl and it would be my loss if we didn't get together. It probably actually came from a fisherman. <laughs> they just lost that fish and like, there's plenty of other fish in the sea. See, that's what I was saying. You know how some people are like, but I want that fish. I don't feel that way. I just think... You want to have an octopus girl? No, 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 because you know how like, the people are like, there's plenty of other fish in the sea, but they're like, I want that fish. I don't yeah. feel that way. I just think, You great. want a fish. No, I'm more like, <laughs> great. I just searched through all these crap fish, and now I have to go back to the bait shop, get myself <laughs> a new rod, put it back in the ocean, go through all the fish that aren't suitable again. You can use the same rod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Ben, you can never use the same attraction techniques. Is the rod the attraction technique? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, God, I just found this fish. I've worked so hard to go back through the back to the bait shop, basically. Just get a bigger net. There's still time. <laughs> yeah, that's multiple dating. <laughs> but maybe that should be the phrase. You can just use a deep sea trawling as an example. <laughs> just scoop up every fish in the sea. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to this um, movie, The Room, a couple of weeks ago. Have you heard of it? Um, you told me about it. Yeah, it's basically like the worst movie ever. Yeah. But also, subsequently, the best movie ever. 
I love that rule. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to mention, back to me. Okay. okay, go on. <laughs> that I bought over three pairs of pants and two extra jumpers. Yeah, did you not think this was a little excessive? No, I was like, it might get cold, so I'll need jeans and a jumper, but I don't know which of these jeans is the most comfortable to play <laughs> games in for several hours, so I'll bring all three. You're like, I don't have time to try on multiple pairs of pants. Quick, grab the wardrobe, run. <laughs> and uh, how is the pants working out for you? Well, so far I'm still in the shorts. Yeah, so it seems like unnecessary to bring all of them so far. No, yeah, that's right. But this is for late. We got, we got hours to go before we sleep, Ben. <laughs> There's still time. Hours. Maybe you're just uh, planning on uh, ruining all those pairs of pants. Like if one pair splits or you spill something on it. Like you already spilled something well, on your t-shirt. Well, it's supposed to be a pretty scary game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you might just need multiple uh, changes of pants. But anyway, I went to this movie, The Room, and it's written and starring and I think directed by the same dude. And like I guess he just wanted to make his own movie and... Mm. He pretty much like made the worst movie ever. Yeah. But like his acting, like normally bad acting doesn't bother me. Really? But this oh, is, I hate it. But this is just like uh, unbelievably bad. Like he's got a foreign accent. Like I guess English isn't his first language, mm-hmm. so he doesn't pause between any sentences. <laughs> and the script kind of makes no sense. And um, there, there's scenes like one of my favorite things is he's uh, talking to a friend at a diner. And uh, the friend asks him about his like work at the bank, mm. and so he's got a funny accent. So he kind of just is like, "No, no, you can, no, I can't tell you that. It's confidential." So anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the whole movie is stuff like that. Is there's no like transitions? There's no breaths paused. <laughs> it's just like really weird. But that's it's, so funny. You know what's confidential? My job. You know things we can talk about freely in yeah, China? Yeah, exactly. Your sex life. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff we can share. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, just one of those movies that you have to see to be believed. And so they give you a whole bunch of um, spoons when you go. And in the background of the movie, there's um, artwork, which is for no apparent reason uh, featuring like utensils and spoons and stuff. So they gave you a spoon? They give you like a whole bunch of plastic spoons and you throw them at the screen during the screening. Why? Just because it's like fun to heckle <laughs> but um uh, we were sitting uh, i can't believe they were they give you the things to heckle with yeah. that's like taking away your right to heckle i think well they also gave you if they help you heckle it's only fun if it's uh law-breaking heckling or like impromptu heckling like what what crap have i got that i can throw well, maybe <laughs> they were just trying to stop you from doing that they're like we know that you're going to heckle anyway yeah so, so here's, <laughs> here's a list of guidelines to heckle yeah that's right just use this stuff it doesn't well, hurt the screen well they also gave you a um they they gave you a guide of like things to shout out and when and so it was probably the loudest screen that i've ever been to in my life that sounds like fun. yeah it was really was fun this the premiere? Uh, i went to the second screening and they were doing like four of them um probably more if people you know get into it yeah. And it seems like it was sold out and stuff. But we bought tickets and uh, we booked online and so it was all allocated seating, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And even though we got there pretty early, the uh, seats we had were pretty shit. Oh. So we were sitting down like right at the front on to the side. Yeah. And so we thought, oh, maybe we can uh, move and then if someone asks us uh, if we're in their seats, we'll just play dumb. Yeah. And so we moved up back and tried to get in some better seats and then people came along and kicked us out. So we went back to our original seats and... Then some other guy sat like right next to us and he was being weird and stuff. And so we're like, all right, right. When the lights go down, we'll uh, see if there's any spare seats. And uh, we did that. And then there was some like right in the middle and we're like, sweet. And then we got snaked just at the last minute and some other guys sat down. But 
luckily they had all right seats. So when we went up into their seats, yeah. And so we were sitting up the back, and there was this other guy who was um, sitting a couple of seats across from us, weeping into his second script for his movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently the guy is writing another script, so <laughs> you never know. But um, he seemed like really into it. Like he just came to watch the movie and not to like heckle, <laughs> heckle. and stuff. Like. It would have been so weird if people were like, oh, what's on? Oh, the room, that sounds good. And they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and so uh, this guy, he's probably like around 40 or something, we're sitting a few seats down from him. And uh, right behind us, there's these kids who obviously, because the movie's been out in America and stuff, mm. so they either bought it from Amazon or something along with their ladybugs or uh, downloaded it and like they knew every line off by heart and oh, stuff. Oh wow. Yeah, well like the whole cinema seemed to know the movie pretty much. So <laughs> people were like obviously, you know, fans. And uh, so this guy's like screaming out like these calls uh you know, throughout the whole movie but really really loudly yeah. and saying all the best lines and stuff like that. And um he was just like screaming and the guy sitting next to us was getting pretty pissed off. And then so he like finished his Cheetos or whatever and <laughs> left. And we're like, oh, he probably just got too pissed off and um, left. So we moved into his spot to yeah. get away from this guy. And he was closer to the center and stuff anyway. And uh, then he came back a few minutes later and we're like, oh, shit, must have just gone to the bathroom. So I kind of gestured like that we'd moved back and he waved us off. He's like, oh, no, don't worry. So uh, then these guys keep screaming and he's sitting right behind them, oh. like right in front of the, the you know, old guy. And he looks like he's getting so pissed off. He's turning like 180 degrees in like half a second and just like death staring them down. <laughs> he like just snaps his head around and it's like, Arr! and like I seriously thought he was going to punch someone. It was crazy. Like this guy, uh, I, I looked over to see what was going on. And then he kind of like saw me looking at him. And I was like kind of scared that uh, he was going to like, you know, take it out on me or something because I was kind of amused at them fighting and everything. And so eventually these kids kind of like quieted down and this guy was, you know, slumped in his chair just looking angry for the rest of that movie. But yeah, it was very eventful screening. But isn't the whole point to shout? Don't they tell you to shout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously this how guy... Did, how do they tell you to shout? They give you like a pamphlet of all um, reoccurring scenes and stuff like that. Like there's weird things like they'll just start throwing around a football for no apparent reason <laughs> and uh, so some guys got up and started throwing around a football in the cinema oh stuff. really yeah and um, like the girl in the film her motivations are you know to find a nice guy and sell down and stuff and uh, it's all very um, like I guess anti-feministic kind of thing oh really and so every time she makes a decision that's all you shout out because you're a woman <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just gotta you know did find you do the shouting I did a little bit, but I was... He was getting too pissed off. Oh, I, not, not for this guy, but because I would like, seen it and uh, it was, like, pretty full-on for the first screening, I think. Yeah. You have to kind of maybe see it once and then, you know, know everything. You know where to shout. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we had some spoons die through that and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was good, but uh, I'm glad I just didn't get punched in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was outside and uh, it was, like, pretty late at night. And some cars drove past and wolf whistled a bunch of girls. Oh, really? And yeah, because you're a woman? <laughs> uh, I, I should have. That would have been good. But I was just wondering, what's your um, thoughts on wolf whistling? I think it's stupid. So I don't know what they expect. Well, that's also true. Like, do you think they'll be like, start chasing after the car? Yeah, exactly. Or Slow down, guy. 
surprise. I, I didn't realize you thought I was semi-attractive. <laughs> yeah, I understand wolf listening phenomenon. I'm not really sure what the whole point is meant to be. That you don't... Um, like, some people obviously like it. Like, they... Really? I know I've seen people get, like, flattered. They're like, oh, you guys. And they always act like, shut up, idiots. But they're like, tee hee hee. No, I'm always like, shut up, idiots. So you're, you're against it in most senses? I'm not against it, but it's just stupid to well, me. Well, because, yeah, I've never... I'm not the kind of guy to do that. It just seems weird, but... Because I get tutored, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's so stupid. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> and what just, am I supposed to do? Well, I think the um, tutoring thing is even, like, the... It's less effort. You see, I was like, you just see an attractive girl and you're like, gotta do something. But it, it seems like it's not um, even attractive girls. It's just like a woman over there. I'll do it. <laughs> I yeah. know, there should be a standard, like, acknowledging that it's becoming too commonplace. That they're just like, <laughs> look, boobs, too. <laughs> Maybe they think the button says boobs. Uh, it's like a voiceover. They're like, boobs, boobs. <laughs> They're letting other people know in the vicinity know. Boobs, boobs. <laughs> Run to your boob alert. <laughs> oh, honey, that's your horn. <laughs> horn. <laughs> I'm going for a haircut tomorrow at the same time you have a job interview. Do I have to guess how much it's going to cost? I'm hoping you're not going for a job interview as a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. I will make you guess how much it costs based on its quality. Okay. <laughs> but I will let you know it's being done by a student. Mm, well, I'll have to see the haircut first okay. then. But my, my job interview, it's like... I like how you're checking out my hair now. Like, that yeah, might give the, me some sort no, of... Um, it's the before and after effect. That's true. You've got to tell a man when you're going for a haircut. Bef- sorry, before you go for the haircut, when you're going, and when you've come back. And that really helps them make the difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also, like, uh, people seem to want to get acknowledgement on their haircut. And I don't really care. And every so often, it's like a week later, like, hey, did you get a haircut? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I know girls are like, why did you not mention my haircut? I've been home for five minutes. <laughs> but even if it's I've like, been flicking it like crazy. <laughs> even if it's a completely different color, it would probably still take me like half an hour to Yeah, guys don't notice at all. I think that if guys were to like write a letter to the female community, point one would be like, we care very little yeah. about your hair. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as you think we do anyway. Dude, is there something wrong with your eye? It's like watery. Yeah, my eye's been really fucked up lately. Oh. I don't know why. But... It's like one side of your face is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really uh, twitchy. I want to get to this video game. <laughs> One side of your face is very, won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> the other side is just normal. I'm like one of those um, drama masks that have the half <laughs> smiley face, half brownie face. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the whole hair thing. I, like, I shaved off my beard. I used to have a beard for like a year, probably more. <laughs> and then uh, my family didn't even notice for like a week. And then I went to uni and this guy that I barely see, he's like, well, you shaved off your beard in like the first second I saw him. Did he say it like that? Who is this guy? Yeah, he was really enthusiastic. <laughs> no, he like, just well, like he goes around like bouncing off walls like, let's go to the library. <laughs> I'm done with the library. Yeah, <laughs> let's I go for- to the lecture hall. I forgot to mention his name was Enthusiastic Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to uni next week. Wait, I, I didn't get from my job oh, interview thing. It's like one of those uh, job interviews that's not actually a job interview, but the... Uh, <laughs> Or a like, sham job? Probably. We'll have to see. But it's like... Oh, my God. You're going to be demonstrating the sham wow. Vince is dead, isn't he? I've Just tell practice. me. That's why, you're, that's why you're crying. No, the, the other guy died. Billy Mays. So maybe I'll take his job. <laughs> but um, it's, it's like one of those first round job interviews of a series of job oh, interviews. Oh, yeah. They're the and worst. So the first one is always the uh, you're not a psycho test. Or possibly <laughs> the you're a psycho test. It just seems like you rock up and... 
as long as you don't try and threaten to stab someone or make a racist <laughs> remark, then you probably make it to the next round. So I'm really as hoping... As long as it's covert racism, you're probably still fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Or maybe they're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you hate blacks, we hate them too. <laughs> I never thought we'd find this match. Aww. No one usually brings that out in their first meeting. <laughs> I think wearing the hoods this time really helped show what we were about. Uh, you brought your own fra- flaming cross. <laughs> That's excellent. I've got a lighter. I've, got the, I've been driving uh, mum's car a lot this week because my car's been uh, screwing up a bit. Yeah. The, every time you put the brake on, the right indicator stays on. Oh, my right indicator never turns off. Maybe you should go get that fixed. <laughs> and you can start my ignition with any key, including house keys. Really? Yeah. You have to show me In fact, later. you don't even need a key. You can just use any object that will fit in the ignition barrel. Should we put this on rub my house thing? <laughs> yeah, because I said to my friend Leah, hey, can I just borrow your keys for a sec? She's like, sure. And I started the car with it and gave it back, and she was like, oh, my Wait, God. So you don't need a key in the ignition? No. That's a little dangerous. <laughs> but uh, this is your new car? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good trade-up. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I got... My uh, old car didn't have wheels. I'm doing the best I can. You just Flintstoned it along? I just sat in it and went... Brum, 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 brum. <laughs> and eventually I passed out from exhaust fumes <laughs> and woke up at the place I need to be. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I was always going to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my mum's... Uh, I've been borrowing her car and she's got this button that's got hot air for your feet, but cold air for your face. Oh my gosh, what would that be like? It just seems like... My face is... Maybe if you get embarrassed, but it's in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, what it was. I need to calm this blushing, but my feet will freeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it just seems like the most unnecessary button, but maybe you've got to the bottom of it. <laughs> that was quick with them. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going back. I've had to choose an honest supervisor this week. Yeah. And I think it's a lot like dating. Okay. Because, like, you kind of, it's, you get, like, you go and you're, like, they're, like, You've taken These a knee here. It's Have just like I? you're making a public service announcement <laughs> to us. I am. Hi, everyone. I'm Vicky. Do you know choosing a supervisor is a lot like, like dating? <laughs> no, this is orange eating class. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, um, yeah, they talk about their interests and they're like, how does that gel with you? What do you want to do with this year? And they're like, how do you feel about seeing me maybe one hour a week every week? And I was realizing if I see this guy one hour a week every week, that's going to be like, Possibly the most substantial relationship I've had with a man. <laughs> well, maybe, that, maybe it's training for it. And then kind of be like you show your interest in them and they look, up, look at what kind of student you are and they show your interest in you and then you say, yes, I'd like you to be my supervisor and then you fill out the form together and it's official and all the university finds out. <laughs> it's like one of those, uh, you know, we're in a relationship forms that you always have to fill out. Also known as Facebook. Yeah, well, it's only that there's this stage of... Uh, Oh, should I add him? Is he going to add me? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking speaking of Facebook, a lot of people have been doing um, kind of like inappropriate statuses lately. Mine are always inappropriate. Yeah, well, I just... um, Did I tell you about the one that freaked out my dad? Uh, no. There's a quote from a Peter Carey story, and it was Vicky Smith. Are you sure it was Every from Peter time... Harvey? <laughs> Maybe he should be in the sexy man. Oh. Was, he said, Vicky Smith, every time I fuck Marie, a horse dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of what Angel gets his wings. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good story, and I thought everyone would know. I, I don't know. I just hope Marie's not a horse. No, it's a, it's a woman. Okay. It's his girlfriend. Um, Basically, the story is about this guy who has to stop these horses from wandering into a pool. 
Um, but obviously when he's having sex with his girlfriend, he can't. So they wander into the pool and drown. Maybe they should have sex near the pool. I think he should write a letter to the company saying, who built this stable with a pool in the middle? Yeah, put up a fence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fill in the pool. <laughs> Just uh, turn it into a ball pit so that if they get stranded in it, they're not going to die. They'll have some fun. <laughs> or put floaties on all the horses. I see a very several several gaping plot holes in this story. Sincerely, Ben and Vicky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should do the rewrite. Um, but yeah, people have been writing statuses like try being try not being such a whore and uh, oh yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm giving up on love and romance, all these kind of things. And wow, really? Who had giving up on love and romance? I can't remember. I just wrote that. Uh, I didn't write. So I remember your ex girlfriend got a message on a wall that said. I'd appreciate it if he'd stop being such a whore. Yeah. And, then, and Alex was here and accidentally liked it as exactly. you. <laughs> and Ben never likes anything on Facebook. So that was the only thing in the history of Facebook Ben has clicked like on. Yeah. Maybe, his ex-girlfriend not being a whore anymore. <laughs> maybe I should um, start liking all these like really inappropriate statuses. Like, yeah. this is the shittiest day ever. My life sucks. Like. like. <laughs> Grandma just died. Uh, rest in peace. Like. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it would piss them off just that little extra bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, they obviously are fishing for sympathy. I don't think and you're necessarily fishing for sympathy if you have a status about how shit your day's been. Uh, a lot of people are. I'm not. I just write... You just want to make sure that people know. No, because I've always liked the idea of statuses. Because when I was young, I was like, how cool would it be if, like, if you really liked a song or, like, you had a, like, really strong thought, you could just, like, write it on your arms and it would be, like, part and of, like, your physical, like... No. It's got a tattoo if you want to know. No, but I have to be a changeable one, like those laser tattoos. Ah, uh, okay. You know, how you, have you seen that? I think it was like an experimental uh, yeah. technology. It hasn't come out it's yet. It's like an implant under your skin. Yeah. And you can change your tattoo to anything you like. That'd be pretty awesome. It'd be so cool. But I thought it'd be really cool if you could like write like song lyrics on your arms and like be like, yeah, it's how I feel and, and not, it's part not, of who I am. not regret it later when the, the band is all... Uh, 30 years old and so <laughs> like <not> Jerry cool. <laughs> Halliwell goes on her uh, solo career. Yeah, exactly. Or that girl who got those uh, stars tattooed on her face. She'd be like, oh, I can just change them to my ass. <laughs> I was on Facebook chat with uh, Alex mm. and um, he was coming over and I'm like, oh, what time are you coming over? That kind of thing. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'll be over soon. I'm like, cool. It'll motivate me to put on pants. And just like, you know, doing the random joke thing. Mm. And uh, then he like signs off. It's always like one of those awkward situations like maybe he didn't get that it was a joke. Or it just seems like a very weird time to non, not, respond not respond in any way. Yeah. And so like a lot of American TV shows do that kind of thing where they'll be on the phone like 24 or something. It's like, I need to help, blah, blah, blah. And they just hang up. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, like, like you would... You know, want to check? Like, did did you get that? I like, really want Jack. Jack? Yeah, Jack? yeah. I really want one of them, like in an episode of Twenty Four, like after he's done talking, to flick to the other person, them sarcastically just looking at the phone, going, "Bye." <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Thanks for call, asshole. Yeah, it's like I ordered that twenty seconds ago. It's like, what? I already hang up. <laughs> You never say bye. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> so no, or he's trying to get through to them and they're still like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jack is, is still there. He's like still trying to ring. Yeah. Well, like it never goes to message bank on 24 either. <laughs> no, that's right. They're always there. That's so true. <laughs> I was on the train uh, just the other day mm. and I was just, uh, you know, playing the PSP waiting for it to arrive. I, I like how you've got new pants because we had the problem with the man bag. So you just went out and got new pants. You could put your PSP in the pocket. Oh no, I um, took my DS 
It was smaller. Oh, I thought you were going to say I modified my existing fan. <laughs> no, I just I added a giant <laughs> No, I, I still need a, uh, a solution. So looking for a solution, manufacturers of the, Australia. The bucket has not been uh, created. It's not taken yet. off as quickly as we'd hoped. Yeah, well, there's a smaller PSP now, but uh, it seems... Uh, like I'd have to rebuy all my games and stuff, so it's not yeah. an adequate solution. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy. But um, yeah, this guy comes up to me and his opening line, do you like Star Wars? It's just like... He was trying to recruit you to go to Bordello. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this Do you like time. Star Wars? Do you like strippers? Who's going to say no to either of those? Yeah, have you been to LA? <laughs> See, together, those two sound like reasonable questions. <laughs> <laughs> but then once you realize where it's leading... <laughs> yeah, well, it led to, who's your favorite Jedi? And so I just like was trying to like, you know, get him to go away because train people are strange. Yeah. And it's like... Um, uh, I don't know, and he's like, oh, I love that, you know, blah, 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 and I, I have no idea who he was talking about. I'm not, like, a massive Star Wars nerd, <laughs> but um, he was just trying to, like, ask, ask me random questions, like, do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh, you get all the ladies, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> go away, weirdo. I, I get one of the ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's adequate amount of ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one is enough, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. But it's like those people that just don't get the hint that you're, like, I'm here to travel, not to have a conversation. <laughs> That's right. but it seems like he was like practicing his pickup techniques they, or something. When they came out with that public service, like health service thing, like conversations on the move, I was like, you damn jerks. What's that? It's like promoting that you speak to people on public transport to uh, promote like a social environment. Really? Yeah. And I was like, you guys are dicks. <laughs> we had a good thing going and you had to mess with it for health reasons. You, su- <laughs> you suddenly see uh, everyone with their iPods and uh, headphones on and someone's like trying to start a conversation you just like tap the earphone or something yeah like, uh, uh, uh. Uh-uh. Um, I've, been the, I've been the weirdo though lately because i'm auditioning for a uh, shakespeare play tomorrow yes um much ado about nothing but you have to prepare a monologue um, yeah monologue from another shakespeare play so i'm doing the howl howl from um king lear and so i kind of like practice it in my head to try and not like because you've got to remember the lines yeah. by heart and so i don't realize that i'm like kind of like mouthing the words and doing the gestures <laughs> oh, really? so i was doing it the other day in the supermarket and then i like kind of came out of my trance and realized like the whole aisle was staring at me as i was sort of like grieving <laughs> over the um light and tasty <laughs> i was like <laughs> had like my hands like next to my face and my teary-eyed face on as I was looking at the Cocoa Pops. It could be good if uh, someone joins in. Like you could do, you know, Romeo and Juliet or something. Yeah, have that's right. I could do the next line. Romeo jump in and it's like <laughs> two bondings over. But I was, the, I was just sort of like mouthing words. I wasn't saying them out loud. It was just that I looked like I was like really grieving over like the Sultana brand or, or whatever maybe, it was. Maybe if you see someone else mouthing um something around you'll know what he's doing (laughs) you're on that competition for this yeah damn you for this play tomorrow (laughs) yeah (laughs) or you could uh, mix it up and just do like an interpretive dance of like hamlet or something i should that'd be amazing they'll be like i have no idea what's going on but she's obviously well versed in shakespeare (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like i was thinking about like because i've been trying to do the whole writing thing like how long do you keep trying before you just assume you're no good because i love in like how creative circles it's always like no everyone gets heaps of rejection it's fine it doesn't mean anything yeah. and i'm like well like someone has to be not good that's, that's, <laughs> is it me that's the artistic equivalent of saying no it's everyone else that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> no it's not because quite a few like good writers got rejected like 40 times before their novel got published yeah so you never know like you never know how well, are you supposed to know it's also like a Success doesn't also equal goodness. Goodness, no, that's true. So you, 
you know, you could be. That's why you could still be writing Twilight, and people would be like, "Oh shit, everyone loves vampires and werewolves." And so the artistic scene is like the self-esteem protection 101. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like, that's it. Even if I'm good, I might not be successful. That's good. They probably have um, self-help groups like uh, Alcohol Anonymous kind of thing that for failed writers. <laughs> it's like I tried to write again this week. <laughs> It didn't get published. But very I don't get good. published all the time. I keep getting millions of rejection letters. Well, you can write the gallery for this week's episode. Oh, thanks. The, uh, oh, the glossary, glossary, sorry. Not the gallery. I guarantee <laughs> internet fame. No, you don't. I can guarantee. Speaking of internet fame, <laughs> speaking of internet fame, I've got a um, segment for next week. Oh, go on. Um, I've already told you about this at the kitchen table. We yeah. talked about it. I've already um, forgotten. Oh, okay. Well, we'd like our viewers, viewers, listeners, they do that too, um, to email in some questions that you would like answered, or questions that are quite obscure. We are going to have a new segment called Stump Philip, <laughs> um, or, or Stump Ben's Parents, if you've got some other questions. Last week I had dinner with Ben's parents, and they ended up arguing over whether peanuts are the only ground nut. Turns <laughs> out they're not. They're not. But Ben's dad brought up his time in Kenya <laughs> as evidence. So basically the uh, premise is Ben's dad knows everything in the world and we'd like to find a question that would stump him. So any random question about any ridiculous thing that you can think of, send it in. But it's like more scientific-based. Scientific or history he or... D- he doesn't know pop culture oh, well, or sports pop culture, or anything no. like that. So not... That kind of thing, that I know, other kind of trivia, I guess. Yeah, any other trivia, stump Philip. Right. We're putting out the call now. We need to find someone to stump Philip. We've also got a whole bunch of uh, questions still left over from Denise's questions, which we'll get to probably next week because I don't have them here. And eventually we'll do a whole episode dedicated to Smesicate because we know you guys are just being total cowboys with your mobile phones. You don't even care. <laughs> you probably finish all your messages with caps of do not reply. <laughs> I was drunk the other day. I mean... I was unable to send good text messages. Oh. And I was writing to my friend um, about this other guy called Casey. And basically, all the text message said was, Smash and fluff and living on Casey. <laughs> <laughs> How funny is that? Natasha like, tried to um, decipher it. Yeah, and she was like, All I could get out of it was that you had a great plan to put something in or on Casey, and he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and then he tried to eat up Martha. <laughs> no, it's just absolute gibberish. It's not even like meaningless sentences. It's just <laughs> letters, except for his name and laughter. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't text that to him then. No. <laughs> no, he got another message, and he's like, all I could get out of that was breakfast into Gray Street and tequila, but it sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Um, speaking of smesicate, there's another kind of, uh, etiquette that I was wondering about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the crosswalk button pushing etiquette. I do it over and over. I don't care. Just, I know it's irritating. You just press it like a hundred times even though it makes no difference. Yeah. So yeah, I often do that as well. But the situation that happened to me this week was um, this lady had pressed the button but the light didn't come on. And so... I don't, oh, you don't want to doubt her button yeah. pressing by pressing again. You're like, I trust that you pressed properly. <laughs> and so I had to like reach over in front of her and I pressed the button and the light still didn't come on so obviously the light was broken not her yeah, pressing, like yeah. she did not press but it but you, you'd already done the show of no faith in her pressing yeah exactly but I was wondering did I like violate the button pressing etiquette 
I think once someone's already pressed, it is a bit rude to repress. But if it's been a while since it hasn't come on, you can. It is a show of no faith, though. They yeah. now, she now knows that you don't think she pressed. That I doubted her. You think she's a non-presser? Well, that's, that's the thing. Because like, how often do you actually get to a crosswalk and everyone's just standing there and no one's pressed it? <laughs> I think it's happened to me once in my life, and then the lights turned. And then they turned again. I'm it's like, happened huh. to me the elevator a few times. Oh, like really? You, stand just, there and you just get like, in and they're like, so maybe we should press a button. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because when I jog, I have to jog across the crosswalk. And I don't know, do most people stop? Do you stop and stand there when you're running or do you jog on the spot? Um, I run very little. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if I got to like a crosswalk or something, I would stop. Really? I jog on the spot okay. and wait. So I stand there tapping it because I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> it's very, yeah. Uh, Makes everyone nervous. It's like, oh, she's obviously in a hurry. <laughs> it must look like I really need to pee or something. I'm like dancing on the spot, tapping the light. Anyway, should we go play some video games? Yes. So if you uh, like that show, feel free to go to iTunes and rate and review it. Please do. And um, we would absolutely love to get any emails, particularly about Stump Phillip, but about anything you'd like to see on the show. Or like questions that... Um, or if we haven't been explicit enough, answer. any encouragement. Because... <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you can go to the support section and donate or buy stuff from our Amazon page or, um, or click something on that some ads. Yeah, it costs you anything is clicking on some ads for us and it really does help us if you could just click on all the ads that come up in the corner. Yep. You can email me at ben at insaneramblings.net. Um, or you can get me at vicky at insaneramblings.net or both of us. At podcast at insaneramblings.net. Away seaboat. Away seaboat. Sing ramblings.